So this precious life, this precious life, this precious moment, this precious opportunity. So easy to uh, spend it keeping busy, living in the past or in fantasies of the future. And, uh, or to get caught up in stories of uh, the importance of self, you know. I don't want to say that we mustn't take care of ourselves, because we must. But the importance of like being someone. To have a name and to have a status and to be successful in the world. And sometimes that might happen. And that's, that's all good, depending on what's brought us there. Or it might not happen, and that's fine too, depending on what's brought us there. So it's not about the things of the world, or the status, or the importance, or like Adamdipa was saying, whether people remember us or not, whether we're making history or not, those things are not important. But what's important is that we're aligned and continue to get more and more aligned with uh, what is what is real, what is true, what is meaningful. And that doesn't always look so spectacular. Sometimes it's very, very small, very subtle. Sometimes it's a, it's a, a response to another person that nobody else will ever see, but will change the course of that person's life. I've had moments like that, and probably the people don't even know that what influence they had. But just a moment of kindness or respect or uh, me being met, you know, understanding that there's been, you know, felt quite literally uh, the difference between life and death. And that sounds a little dramatic, but there can be those moments where it's all crumbling, <coughs> feel like it's all crumbling and there's, you know, there's no point or there's no hope or there's no future and then somebody does a little something, a little gesture, or, or meets you in a deep way, just for a moment, and then it, it opens up again. The possibilities of life open up again. And then so, you know, who we are in the world, not, not in a, not who we are on Facebook and how many likes we get, you know, but who we are in those moments of connection. It's very important. And you know, today we're on the last morning of the full, full day, last full day of the retreat. <coughs> Tomorrow we'll be packing and moving on, all being well. If we wake up in the morning, that's what we'll be doing. And uh, so we have this full day of retreat, and, and it's just to be really clear that the last day of the retreat. You know, there's, we've already mentioned it early in the morning about the change of the schedule today, and and, uh, and just to let you know that the schedule is posted now in the in the kitchen, so you can you can see it in the dining room. I mean, so it's all up for the afternoon, <clears throat> and then you know, obviously people are thinking about what's coming next and getting home and what you find in your home, and that's natural. You don't have to try and squash that. But you just know it and then say, oh, and for now I'm still here. Who knows what today brings? Who knows what uh, insights, what 
connections, what uh, settling today can bring, we don't know. <clears throat> so not to, not to be out the door before it's ready, before we're ready. And um, so one of our yogis, a couple of our yogis have had to leave early, one was unwell and the other one, uh, Linda, her sister died suddenly on, on New Year's Day, early in the morning. On New Year's Day, her sister died, and, and uh, her sister had been unwell. I asked her if it was all right that we, to let you know, and she said that would be fine once she's gone. So she left already yesterday afternoon. So, um, and when she arrived, she, she told me how she'd been, you know, having quite a lot of um, time with her sister, who'd had quite a lot of um, health issues. And, uh, and that she was now, after a lot of work, you know, a lot of care from the family, she was now in a really good place. And things were finally you know, in a much better place. So, she, so Linda came onto the retreat with that sense of like, you know, okay, that was really hard work, but now, she's, now things, are, things are good. And then she died on New Year's Day. So it's, uh, it's not really clear what, how, why, it was to do with her breathing. And, uh, yeah, so this is life, this is life and this is death, and this is vulnerability and resilience, this is how it is. And so we all tend, and I want to bring it up because we all tend to live with this trajectory, I hear people saying it, you know, oh, I'm going to live until I'm, well, I've got till I'm, you know, maybe 80-something or other, and then, you know, maybe when you're in your 80s, you're like, well, 90-something or other, you know, and, and, um, and there's this assumption of, of uh, continuity, or even uh, doing a year-to-live program, you know, I've got this many days left, oh, I'm good. I've got this many days left to live, well, uh, not necessarily, not necessarily. So we don't know when uh, this precious life will end. And so it's, it's, uh, it's really important to, to do what we can to align our life with, um, with healing, with health, with and I mean, I mean health of the heart, the heart-mind particularly, because we can't always make our body healthy. But to align with um, you know, a healthy outlook, let's say, on life as best we can. I haven't always had that, that's why I know how important it is. So I went through long, long periods of time of depression and, and, and wanting, to, wanting to get out, like, just get me out of here. And fortunately, um, the Dharma intervened and uh, knocked me into, onto a different track. And, and then a bit later, a very dear, sweet person intervened and, and uh, kind of helped me along over some kind of difficult, um, helped me across, in a way it was like a bridge across something that I couldn't cross on my own. So I was very, very fortunate to have those, uh, those, those helps and those supports. And so there's a sort of a, you know, and it may be irrelevant to you because you may not be one of those people. There are sunny people who don't have to go into those places. And I'm very happy for you <laughs> if you are. 
but uh, for many people, perhaps people who come to retreats have also often have been into, into quite dark, difficult, painful, lost places at times. And, uh, and then I figure that um, you know, you're all here and, you've, and you're all still here several days into the retreat, so you're probably kind of doing all right, which is a good thing. So you may have been there, even if it was years ago, and then come out of that. Or you may have been there quite recently, or even dipped into it on this retreat, and, and you're here. So that's great, you know. There's, there's, a, there's um, a seeing of a way forward. And I think for me that was the most, most difficult thing, of not being able to see a way forward that had any meaning. Like, what is this all about, you know? What is the point of all this? Why are people doing what they're doing? And what a crazy world, you know? And then you're going to die at the end of it all. What? Seems like a kind of a cruel joke, really. And, uh, and then, thanks to the Dharma, and also thanks to the love of a very dear person, I have to say that I have to give credit to that, because without that I may not have being able to get to the place I am now, um, it's, it looks very different. And it's not like, oh yes, it's really meaningful. You know, it's not like I can say, yes, I've really found the meaning to life, because I haven't. And I think that's uh, something that, that in a way is like I came in searching for that. What is the meaning? What is the meaning? I haven't found anything, really. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> but but um, what I have found is that one can bring meaning, one can bring presence and love and, and uh, attention and, and uh, kind response and wise response to this moment. And that has, in, in its mysterious way, has profound meaning. And uh, you know, the, 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 this, the flux of things. There's a, there's a, a quote that we have, uh, there's a teaching that the Buddha gave that we're, the monastics, and I think it's good for everybody actually, encouraged to reflect upon again and again. And it says, The days and nights are relentlessly passing. How well am I spending my time? This should be reflected upon again and again by one who has gone forth. So we already talked about the going forth. We're, we've all gone forth in our ways. The days and nights are relentlessly passing. How well am I spending my time? So this is a very important thing to reflect. And, that, and it doesn't mean that we should be serious all the time and you know, make everything really heavy. Sometimes being, being light and jovial and playful and Mischievous is a good way to spend one's time. Playfulness is a, is a really good uh, quality. It's a quality of, that I've seen in very highly realized beings. Playfulness and lightness. And, uh, and then, you know, spending time allowing the mind to settle. Allowing the mind to settle into, into more stillness and depth. And when we allow the mind to settle, that's where we find wisdom. You know, wisdom is, has a chance to 
get some airspace, you know, gets a chance to operate more clearly when we settle. So if we're, if we're always busy and agitated and doing the next thing and planning the next thing and worrying about everyone, then, then the wisdom doesn't get a chance to use its voice. So it's important to have times of playfulness and times of settledness and depth and times alone, whether alone feels comfortable or uncomfortable. It's good to have some time alone and it's good to have time with others, whether being with others feels comfortable or uncomfortable. It's that they're all important. And, uh, and just to look at you know, what, what attitude do we bring? What, what is our overarching attitude? Sometimes we have like a lens through which we see life and we don't even know we're looking through a lens. And, uh, and so everything we experience is, is from this perspective. It might be like, um, you know, it might be things we've learned. Like, I, I, I learned, you know, don't trust people. That was one of the things I was taught when I was growing up. Don't trust people and don't believe what you read. And... Um, you know, and it's, it's all pretty awful anyway, and then you're going to die. That was kind of part of, part of my training as a, as a micro-girl. Unfortunately, I had the opposite as well. I had, like, everything's beautiful, and listen to the birds singing. And so I kind of had these two extremes of, of uh, ways of looking at life. And I leant more towards the, the, um, the hopeless side back then. And, um, and you can have a lens like that, and then what you see, what you experience is like that. You do that, that, that it, it, life manifests like that. Because that's what you're looking for, and so that you find what you're looking for. And, you know, ultimately it's not trustworthy. Even, even you know, like when I lived in the UK, we used to talk about like the solidness of the ground beneath you. Then I moved to San Francisco. <laughs> it doesn't quite work anymore, you know. So <laughs> it's true. We, we don't know. It is a vulnerable process. This this life, and it is a process. So you know how we guide that is is very very important. And guiding it is is in making life choices, and it's also in making little tiny, tiny little subtle choices of, of, of what, what we're doing right now, how we're meeting this right now. It's not something anyone else is going to see or hear, but it's very, very important. What am I doing with this? What is it, what is it, what am I doing with sitting here in this room that's uh, maybe not the most comfortable room we've ever sat in? Maybe the temperature isn't the most delightful we've ever had, and uh, you know, what is, and it's but it's like this. So what are we doing with this right now? And those and that question is is very very important, and and just knowing that we can orient our life towards towards trust. Not, not a foolish trust, but a trust 
this the trust in the goodness of of beings. So I was fortunate enough to go from being, you know, very, very distrustful and extremely lonely and isolated and unhappy to realizing like, well, this isn't much fun, you know. Maybe there's another way. And then uh, some years on, ending up as a monastic and, and going on, on uh, these two dogs where you walk out with your arms ball and your robes and a few things in your backpack and some maps and totally, basically give your life to the goodness of other beings. You're literally dependent. Your life is literally dependent on the kindness and generosity of others. And never ever went without a single day. And I've spent, you know, done months of, of doing those, those walks. Two months was the longest, one month, and weeks, days. So there was never a single time when I didn't meet someone who was generous or kind or, or caring or uh, interested and willing to, to respond or seeking themselves and, and grateful to see someone else who is like a, a symbol of, of the spiritual path, wearing the robes. So there's a lot of goodness, such a lot of goodness out there and, and in here. And uh, but if we if we if we tune out of it, then we don't we don't see it, we don't meet it. If we don't take the risk of uh, trusting, then then the world will continue to manifest in the way we believe it to be. Whatever that is. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's transforming our own hearts and our own relationship to life. And in doing that, we change and then we become a source of support for others. A, support of, a source of um, opportunity or possibility. We become like a, a window that's opened so somebody can see like, oh, there's another way. Don't have to do it that way. <coughs> so we have this last day of the retreat, and uh, I know it's easy to plan ahead and get involved in all the things you think that might be happening when you leave here, which probably won't be the way you imagine. Uh, at least that's my experience. Things generally are not the way I think they're going to be. Um, so there's, uh, you know, there's the, the thoughts to the future, maybe the pull or the, or the resistance, perhaps, to the future and what's coming next. And, and then there's this. There's being here, still together, in this field of practice. And when we come together like this, it, it, a certain potency does develop because we're all practicing together. It's different to being at home, you know, trying to meditate on your cushion that you're in a room that you're doing lots of other things in. You know, it's a different, different strength of holding here. So to really uh, <coughs> hold this as precious, and I don't want to say hold this last day of the retreat as precious, but perhaps hold this day of your life as precious today, 
and today and today and today and today and today, each day. I don't want to say tomorrow, because tomorrow will be today's. <laughs> so to hold this day of your life as precious and then and bring a sense of inquiry and uh, you know what what's needed. What can what need what's needed for for well-being and and what can I give? What can I offer today? Presence, patience, kindness. You know, even when we're just in silence together, there are th still things we can offer. And then when we're actually back in the world more engaged, there'll be more, uh, maybe more manifest things, and there might be, uh, they'll be able to help somebody out with something, or give something physical, or whatever. But even, even today in this uh, you know, quiet space together, there's the taking care of this one, and then there's, and it might not be that we have to give something, it might be that we actually acknowledge that we already are giving something in our practice, you know, there's already a giving. We, we're, we're each of us helping to create this field together. So sometimes it's not like, you know, there are people who give a lot, and then, and then if you say, what are you giving, then they're like, oh gosh, what am I giving? I have to give something else, I've got to give more, you know. But sometimes we just need to look at, you know, what am, what am I giving? What am I offering in this, you know, through my being? Through... Uh, Settledness, or through presence, or through patience, through kindness. So it's easier to do this on retreat than not. So we start doing it on retreat, and then we take it out with us into the world. And just uh, just touching back into that early theme that I started with of the sort of hopelessness and sense of like what's it all about and what's the point and all this and, and we can we can think that you know well, it's just me and I'm just like so you know got all these flaws and not very healthy and you know kind of a little bit confused and or maybe got some you know. Um, um, neurodiversity that makes life a little bit more challenging. Or, you know, there's uh, there's all these things we can think about ourselves, like oh, if it doesn't. You know, what have I, I what have I got to give anyway? Really, we can think like that, and then that's that's kind of like then we all get sort of solid and heavy, and and uh, and we start to collapse into a into a. Um, like a hopeless self, actually, it's kind of like that. So, I guess, you know, I, I, maybe it's a bit of a leap, but you know, I, I always like to, one of the things that inspired me about the Buddha's teaching was that the Buddha was a person, was a human being, who was born and lived and had back pain and stomach problems sometimes, and died. just like the rest of us. 
and uh, he wasn't like he wasn't a god or a, or a he wasn't he was a person, a human being, and uh, you know an extraordinary human being. I, I agree, or I have to I have to give that. It's not like I'm not saying we're all Buddhas in here. He was an extraordinary human being, but still he was a human being with a life, and in that life really because of a really deep wish to understand truth and to disentangle from the, the endless cycle of, of looking for something in a, in, a, in a changing world that will give lasting happiness. Wanting to get out of that cycle is this deep wish to get out of that cycle is what you know, led him to see the truth of the way things are. And what he saw isn't you know, there's no copyright on it. It's not like it's his, you know, the Buddha's truth. The Buddha saw the truth of the way things are. And the Dharma is the teaching that is a, is a way of putting into words something that's kind of ineffable, actually. So the teaching is a, is a way of pointing to this truth that is here for all of us to realize to see for ourselves. And so he was just a, a person. Yeah. Not just a person, but he was a person, just like we are. And, uh, and so, it, you know, we're not likely to be able to make quite the impact that the Buddha made in our lives, but what we do between birth and death is important. How we use this, however long or short it may be, how we use this is important. How we use this time, this moment. And the, you know, the, the world tells us what's important is to make a big splash, you know, to, to be recognized, to have your name up in lights or on the, you know, on a, on a company or whatever it might be. And uh, the teaching isn't, isn't saying that at all. It's not about what we produce or how recognized we are, but it's about uh, how deeply aligned we are with, with truth. And so there's this process of shedding, of seeing and letting go of the layers of, of delusion and, and greed and, and aversion that obscure our, our minds and hearts. And, and a great patience with that. Definitely not to meet, and, meet our heart and criticize and judge, and, but recognize, like, oh yeah, there's some work to do. Good, let's get on with it. Got the tools, actually. And then just to just keep doing that work. Some of it's healing work, some of it's um, renunciation, some of it's, uh, you know, receiving, learning to receive, some of it's learning to be generous, some of it's learning to trust. This is many, many different aspects and different people have different things they need to do. But just to as much as we can, listen inwardly 
and see what, what, what work needs to be done. And think of it as a long-term project and have uh, patience and diligence as you do this work.